podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. Welcome back to episode three of our One Peter series, Life Together, where we're exploring a part of the text alongside of our sermon series. I'm here today with the wonderful Danny Hunt, and we're going to be talking together about chapter two of One Peter. So, Danny, as you read this particular chapter, there's lots of things in here, Mm. but what stands out for you? What are some of the key images or ideas that Mm. you notice Mm. in the text? Mm. I think um, it it just emphasises so much our identity in Jesus. then determines how we live. So I guess that's a, a summary of it all. Um, it's so chock-a-block, though. That's the trouble. And um, there's just so, so, so much here. And even in my small group, as we've been using these resources, it's, it's, it's hard to, to um, know how much to chase some things, leave other things. So, um, but there's some big ideas here. So what are some, yeah. some of the big ideas that really struck yeah. you? I think there's some wonderful images here. And uh, the, the chapter starts off with this image, which is a bit embarrassing, but very good for us to hear about being babies. But then it talks much more about the life together that we are really trying to wrestle with and celebrate and focus on in this series. And so the the living stones, Mm. being a priesthood together, not just individually, uh, are probably the big image ideas, pictures in this chapter, that then the rest of the chapter goes on to apply. So there's lots to talk about. So it's a bit yeah. weird, this image of living stones. Mm, what mm, what, you yeah, know, what, what does it kind of evoke <laughs> yeah, for you? It's, it's a bit um, scary, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, well, look, I guess I think of particularly Ephesians chapter 2 straight away when I hear of this idea. So look, the idea of being built together as living people into a spiritual house mm. is a big idea. Mm. And that's in the whole of Scripture. So you can start in Genesis and end up in Revelation and follow a wonderful theme right through the scriptures of what it is to be built together into a house and the way God uh, relates and uses the idea of being his house, um, him living within us and so on. Um, is, it's interesting how it lands here. So look, living stones. I mean, we're individuals, but you know, one living stone, no matter how alive it is, uh, is not enough, is it? Um, and as Jesus' life is within us, but we, we need to be built together into uh, that house. And of course, we require a cornerstone. And so these verses talk about that. And it's not any cornerstone. And the cornerstone determines what the rest of the house is going to look like. So it might be bigger, stronger. Uh, it's probably on a corner somewhere. And uh, so if Jesus really is this precious cornerstone, that changes um, what yeah, us as followers of Jesus uh, are being built into uh, in how we look, in how we behave. Uh, in every area of life, I think. Yeah. So babies, living stones, yeah. <laughs> and then where do we go? And priests. So and that's, priests. Even, that's, that's a hard one too, isn't it? Mm. I remember as a school teacher, uh, just in the schoolyard, as I got to be known as a bit of a, a guy that, I don't know, believed in God or talked about God. So the kids nicknamed me the priest. Did they? And uh, so I'm in the schoolyard and say, hi, I priest. And um, look, in some parts of church history, different uh, groups would, would use that word still today, wouldn't they? And if you even hear the word priest, your mind would go historically or uh, culturally to different places. And sometimes I find when I talk about this idea with people, they, they're almost offended. What do you mean, Danny? And, you know, in our job, Katrina, um, people can think, OK, well, that's you guys, you're special God people. Um, 
but to realise that we're all priests. And, and what is a priest? Somebody who has access to God. Um, and that's something that doesn't require any special training or knowledge. Um, how cool is that? How wonderfully freeing is that? So to realise that together uh, we are a priesthood, we are people that are there to reveal God, share God, um, get to know God better. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's just how wonderful is that? So big ideas of identity. I mean, who are we? How does that work? But it's not about just us as individuals. It's this life together idea um, is the, the main thing that I've been looking at 1 Peter again. I'm sort of looking for all the time. So what does this mean for me and my relationships? What does it mean for us as New Hope? What does it mean for the followers of Jesus around Melbourne, mm. Australia, the world at the moment, where people would describe us and see us and understand us in all sorts of very different ways and some of them not good. So um, how can we refresh our identity and own it and enjoy it and let Jesus uh, enable us to be all that we're meant to be? I mean, so that, that drives me. It gets mm. me out of bed in the morning. So. What practical opportunities do, mm. do you think this is inviting us into mm. as we think about the outworking of that identity in practical yeah, ways? Well, gee, it's just, yeah, it's, it's almost overwhelming. Where's my mind? Well, just the politics and the media this week and some of the stuff we're wrestling with the nation. Um, look, I'm embarrassed sometimes to be known as a follower of Jesus because I find there's so much misunderstanding mm. and so much angst. And, um, and I grieve about that. And maybe, yeah, I guess I'm part of the problem because I don't reflect the presence of Jesus. I'm a stone that maybe doesn't look alive enough. Um, I'm a priest who isn't uh, modelling and inviting and facilitating access to God as purely and simply as I should. So my mind, Katrina, goes to myself and to just the challenge, which, look, I wonder in my lifetime, um, you know, I'm getting older now, but I don't think I've ever been alive at a time where it's been more important, and there aren't more opportunities just to live for Jesus, to show Jesus just in reality, with integrity, with authenticity, transparency. People need to see it. Aussies are, we're a sceptical bunch and we're a cynical bunch and we can go to the dark place very quickly, make excuses. So I would love my life to reflect Jesus in a way that shows, I mean, this chapter talks about, you know, doing good, not for the sake of just mm. doing good, but that it actually shows people that the Lord who is good, you know, is around or has changed me or is flowing out of my life. So uh, I think that's the main challenge I feel and it just hits me every day and I do find it overwhelming now in many ways and sometimes you think, oh, this is just all too hard, do I try again? It's tricky to know, isn't it? Um, when to speak, when to be quiet, what to do, how to respond. But despite all of that, I think to own our identity and to enjoy it, to um, keep, as babies, um, yeah, craving that pure spiritual milk naturally, organically, in just an everyday way, it should be um, just flowing more and more easily, more and more naturally, and maybe I don't have to know or understand or even be aware of it. But if Jesus is really there, if he's really the one that we get our life from, is my life really then able to change and impact? Well, I've got to believe, yeah, it does. Um, the, 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 uh, the alternative is worse for me. So, yeah. It makes me think about the question of integrity. Mm. So over oh. January, we've been exploring these five relationship yeah. circles. So mm. looking at the different places in mm. our lives of which we're engaged in relationship through from individual through to the global mm. nation mm. and mm. everything in between, mm. vocational, the local commons here as a church and our family and kind of small group context. 
And I'm really asking myself the question, so this passage is inviting us to live out mm. this identity mm. Mm. in all of those places mm. in mm. equal measure. Yeah. So super easy for someone like me to mm. enter into the priest identity mm. well, in the local commons. Yeah. People put us in that role whether we like it or not. <laughs> that, that's exactly yeah. right. But, but what does that look mm. like mm. Um, in all of those other places? Yeah. And of course, some of the most challenging places mm. are the ones that are closer to home. Mm. Mm. So in the context of my mm. family relationships, yeah. um, you know, where there's deep history mm. and deep love and deep pain mm. and mm. all of those mm. things mm. together, what does it mean for me to mediate the mm. presence of God yeah. in, in a fresh way in my family, mm. um, just as I seek to do in the local commons? Yeah. Well, I'm with you, Katrina. So yeah, the people we're closest to are the people that... Um, we hurt more easily, they hurt us more easily. But God's designed us to be in relationship with each other. And I know family can happen in different ways, but we are made to need others, aren't we, to grow. And so it is all about relationship. And uh, so the choices we make, the choices others make, um, have very real uh, consequences, how we deal with those. So there's gonna be stuff. Um, how do we deal with that? And with Jesus' help, you know, there is hope, there are, answers. There is freedom. There is forgiveness. Um, he gives us a second chance. Sometimes we don't give each other a second chance and we hope our family will. Um, not like, so it's huge um, in these different circles. And I feel that very keenly. I mean, talk to my wife, talk to my children, um, talk to my brothers and my sister. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes, uh, yeah, it can go very deep. And sometimes we're quite blind to how some of those things are still needing some attention. And so we need help and we need each other and we need family, friends, groups, neighbours to hold up the mirror sometimes or to ask a question or to... Um, and so even in the cultural context we find ourselves now, um, I think it, it, it's wonderful really that we've got the challenge, the opportunity to, um, in a sense, not be able to control it all, but to... Um, go the next step and just trust that, yeah, I mean, God ultimately is the one who's made it all work in a particular way, that it does have value and there is power and um, we can bring change and there is hope. Um, so I'm not ready to give up, even though, you know, I know my own um, journey and my own weaknesses, but there'll be other things, yeah, I probably keep doing. And I'm, I'm, I, I get in the road for people, I guess, but um, with Jesus, um, as we fill our lives with him, keep going and um, support each other, learn from each other. Um, yeah, well, that's what makes life so fascinating and interesting and frustrating and, um, and amazing, really, mm. isn't it? Mm. Mm. Was there a particular verse or a part of this yeah. text that really spoke to you, Daniel? Well, look, I mean, verse nine is a verse that even as a young Christian, I mean, I think I had to learn off by heart one day. I mean, um, it's got these four big ideas in it. So I guess that's the easy one to just grab. Um, Do you want to read it to so, us? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, and the Old Testament gets quoted here in, in a few parts too as well, doesn't it? Um, so I need to put my glasses on. So verse 9. Uh, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. And, um, I mean, I think, you know, we, we hear these ideas and we know them. There's a lot we could say about each of those. But often we, um, we forget about the second part of the verse, the rest of it. It says, so all of the, your identity, mm. who you are, people, and these are big ideas that make my brain hurt a little bit and you need the rest of the scriptures to maybe fully unpack. But it's, it's, 
Yes, it's wonderful, and that is your sense of belonging and identity, but it's not all about you <laughs> or us. It's, 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 it's a way that uh, who we are points others to who God is and mm. who we can be for others. So, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if people would see us as a people belonging to God, that they would praise God or even think that God might be there because of something they see in us. Mm. Um, you know, a holy nation, holiness, being set apart, being dedicated to a purpose. Um, you know, I don't know if people always see us that way, yeah. way now. You know, words like royal, really? You know, am I a prince? <laughs> Are you a princess? I mean, really? You know, even that is an idea. You can have a lot of fun um, playing with these things. So it's huge. And um, this verse didn't just drop into 1 Peter chapter 2. It links to the scriptures in so many other ways. And um, Well, as you say, that, there, you are, know, there are multiple quotations from different parts of scripture you know, in there. It's a bit of Isaiah, it's a bit of a psalm, yeah. you know. And it's not just the Jewish people. I mean, the Israelites were told, you know, you've been chosen as well. But here we are as Gentiles, yes. but even together, you know, we can um, get to a new place as, as one people. Mm. And, and the story continues and there's more to come. I mean, wow. <laughs> I, I yeah. love it. I love where this particular section ends. It says... But once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Mm -hmm. Once you'd not received mercy, but now you have received yeah. mercy. And I just mm. think there are so many other words mm. that could have been imported there, like, mm. but but once you had, had been judged, yeah. <laughs> you know, once you'd been found wanting, <laughs> yeah. but now you've not been found mm. wanting. Mm. It actually says, now you've received mercy. mercy. Mm. What and a great I, word. <laughs> great idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That... Yeah. that Mercy mm. is mm. the receiving of mercy mm. is something that um, is the great differentiator, yeah. not our capacity to please or perform or to be mm. perfect. Um, mm. It's the receiving of mercy that matters the most. Mm. And to the degree to which we have understood what we have received, because I think, you know, we've often received a lot from God and through our relationship with Jesus and, and then through each other in ways that we probably don't always realise or we can take for granted or we can expect other people to exercise, but as you know, it's a two-way street here. It's a very mutual, mm. deep, real challenge, isn't it? So to the degree we understand, that's why we need to keep reading God's word, letting it sink in, being slow and careful in how we process it. But then as that happens, well, then the mercy of Jesus will flow out of our lives and our relationships mm. and the five circles change and we look different and we're a, a people that live life together very differently. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people bump into any of us at any time, not even formally, around the place? I mean, a lady came into our building today just having had a relation with this church community in the past a long time ago, but she turned up today, you know, hoping, knowing, trusting uh, that something of mercy might, you know, come. Oh, wow. So I had to sit there and be, I guess, um, yeah, the front end of some of that, um, knowing that Boy, oh boy, am I even able to offer in any way? Um, am I connecting with what you need? Um, what do you see in me? We don't know each other. You know, I've got half an hour with you. I find all that very humbling, mm. um, Katrina. Mercy. As yeah. you said at the beginning, it's so much bigger than us. Well, it is. Mm. It is. And then we need to be reminded about that sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Thank you no, very much no. for the conversation today. No, no, no. And thank you for joining us. Um, please join us again as we move on in the text and, um, and look at these coming passages in, um, in the rest of chapter two. Hope to see you soon.